It's May 30th, 2019. Um, it's 8 a.m. Today's uh, podcast will be on Law and Order. And for a second, it'll be on Law and Order. Some of the um, principles that came up while we tweet stormed it. And the second segment is on touch. Touch and how valuable it is. It's a it's a it's a different corner segment. I, I started off from the side, so I start off soft spoken because I'm still mentally speaking in the side as I start recording, and then I come into the physical person because I uh, I was experiencing something, and then I was trying to capture the emotion from that experience, and at the same time um, communicate something um, some feelings that were evolving. So, okay, it's a psychic project. Uh, Let's get into today's podcast. This segment is on Law and Order episode. So there was like several, I tweet story. By the way, it's March 30th, 7.45 a.m., March 30th, 2019. Well, it's really about 7.42, 7.43 a.m., I uh, I tweet stormed uh, on our, uh, some Law and Order episodes. Some interesting things came up during those episodes, so I'm going to just dedicate this whole segment to that. And, uh, hopefully, it should take more a few minutes to get through. Some of the things that came up were, you know, the whole eyewitness. You know, we have this whole eyewitness. Um, um, debate sometimes where we say the eyewitness testimony or eyewitness accounts or the ability for somebody to pick somebody out of a lineup, it, you know, there is it's not always accurate, right? It's not like a camera, it's not like somebody took a photograph, you're depending on somebody's memory, and somebody sometimes memory is fuzzy in, um. Traumatic events, fast-moving events, uh, violent crime. You know, you can you can repress things, or you can just not pay attention to detail, or you can be led in description. That I, I believe that can happen a lot. People pick up on cues quite a bit. So if um, an artist is giving you cues, longer chin, thicker eyebrows, and so forth. You may just pick up on that cue and you may not actually be working from your memory. So you say, I witness testimony and Native Sire Americans or people with psychic abilities. Is, is, is there going to be any difference? Right off the bat. The, the Michael Jordan, that should have shown us cytography is possible. It's possible. You know, his face was, you know, shadow boxed and then photographed with low light camera. So the memory can be brought up. So eyewitness testimony can be captured via cytography. And by the way, sci amplification. The microphone would just have to be so sensitive. I tried to record it with um, my phone and I did get clips, but not audible. But I'm with my phone with my camera phone so uh, a, a better microphone will definitely pick up side amplification um 
So here we have uh, practically have an entire new realm of forensics. Call it sci forensics. With cytography and sci amplification based on the memories of Native Sci Americans or people with psychic abilities. Um, I hate to say, sometimes I hate to say Native Sci because it seems like I'm excluding such a large segment of the population. But it affects, you never know. It may not even be an issue that's directed at Native Sci Americans, but if you have a Native Sci American or a person with psychic abilities, in the environment, boom, instantaneously you can look into their memories of that particular incident and see what you can explore. So, uh, what you're able to uh, pick up from those incidents. So, I, I, I say, if you have criminal behavior, it may not even directly affect the Native Side American, but if they're there, such as one time, when me and my mother were, were at a convenience store and there was a crime that took place in front of us. A crime. A man hit a woman. We reported, of course, called in. But we were there at the scene of the crime. We both seen it. Actually, all three of us in the car. Melville was there too, by the way. All three of us in the car saw that. We saw it take place. We have all the visual memories to provide psi testimony and cytography and psi amplification of the event. And now there is another aspect there where the psychic active from Uncle Melba has a total recall of the event. Now I don't understand everything about how total recall if it has to be queued up through um uh um uh, a hypnotic state, or if it's always available. But, you know, that's why we have the active perspective, because I, I don't have I don't have that experience. I just know total recall is, is can occur. I, I don't know if they have to take themselves into a hypnotic state or not, or if it's always available from your memory. So, And when I say them, I'm saying the active. So, Cypherendix is definitely an investigative service that needs to be rendered I, at first I thought well god everybody, all these police departments need to go out and buy these million dollar cameras low light cameras and by the way uh, they're, not, they're, not easily, they're not easily available I think, I think there was a surge to buy them and, and, and reporting this high that the stock ran out for like and the reason we, we bought so many was because we didn't want everybody having the ability to look at our memories <laughs> right, we wanted to go buy as many as we could but and then I thought, well, Google Psychic Services should just offer it as a service to all of the, um, just like a crime lab, or, you know, the National FBI Crime Lab. Well, maybe the FBI just has their crime lab or Google, or they subcontract it out to a Google Psychic Technology. And then, um, and then it, they just, they, they send in the name or or that they need to explore the memory and that they need to capture, and they independently verify that way, so that every 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 department doesn't have to spend millions, but uh, you know, 
it can be processed through the main crime lab. So that's how I would envision ciphering just probably taking place in a more, um, as the larger cities, of course, get, would get their own ciphering lab. But for the beginning, probably everything will run through FBI, right? And they'll come up with standards that they'll be able to deploy on a city by city. And that's probably the best way to do it, right? So, all right, well, I just wanted to talk about science forensics and eyewitness testimony and the ability for it to help not just psychic people, but non-psychic people also. Let's take it, you know, I hate to talk about incidents, but the Boston bombing. How many Native South Americans were there where we could have captured cytography from? And found it, you know, you know, no longer is it just that camera on... It no longer is it just that camera uh, on on the um, stoplight, right? Think to yourself. No longer is it just the camera. One out of ten becomes a a, a more and more accurate description. It, if a Native South Americans in in the community it says, "Oh, there was a crime." Oh, okay, I was in that area. Hopefully, something I have can help you from my memory. Um, now, from the internet perspective, my memories aren't always very clear. Uh, but if I can remember something because I read everything under hypnosis, we don't know how things come back up under hypnosis. At least I don't have that. But more accurate things may come up under hypnosis and under my hypnosis cytography and site amplification can be utilized so um let's uh and, and once those especially independent verification of those things there's a lot of things we have to look into and uh and begin to accept as court evidence so okay so let me move on so that came up, which is the whole site forensics and understanding that. And then I began, and, and, and as we talk about um, hypnosis, uh, I, you know, the whole interrogation sequence played out in Law and Order. So I thought to myself, wow, well, you know, if, if you're being independently verified while you're being interrogated, man, that does not leave you much time to develop uh, lie scenarios or to develop untruths you know, that, that wouldn't be side performed out. And then I said to myself, and I believe in, in the side uh, confirmed, we both, uh, another person inside, Mel Boris, confirmed that, that we both had the same opinion that truth serum applied, um, sodium pen pentothal applied, doing um doing an, an interrogation that was not out of the, the realm of uh that was not to me um morally reprehensible uh i didn't think that was a violation of my rights i think that standard should should be applied i think that standard should be and you ask me why 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 would it be necessary why would it be necessary if we can side perform? It sounds like it, it may be an unnecessary. But here's the thing. I've noticed that psychic actives can craft uh, daydreams. They can craft dreams. So could they craft a dream of a memory? 
This is the incline perspective. Could they craft the, the dream of a memory and apply that to wrongly convict? I don't have insight there. I don't have, I don't have an incredible amount of insight. But that bell could be ripped off with, with true serum. The ability to do that. That's my only that that's that's my only concern about psi evidence from the psychic active is they can craft from the dream state. So if we go on um, a shadow boxed uh, image, is that a dream state developed image or was that an actual memory? Mm. Mm. Tricky stuff there. Tricky stuff there. How do we quantify that? Or how do we... And that's, that's for the investigator, I believe. If you see that, let's go back to that memory. Let's, let's look at the details around that memory to justify that memory. I, I believe that's just as you would cross-examine, you probably would cross-examine each memory that you plan to present in court, probably cross-examine it in, in a sort of way in the side and look for other details that uh, corroborate that particular uh, uh, evidence that you've collected from the side. So I believe there's a way around it. I, I mean, not a way around it, to ensure that we are collecting accurate information. I believe, I believe, um, I, I, I believe accurate information can and will be documented from the side for court cases. I just think we need to be diligent and in, in what and how we do it. Um, we can't just take every memory and say stamp of approval. Everything must be corroborated, especially when dealing with the man. Oh, I'm sorry, with the, with the human being. And, and, and this is why we're spending so much time. Uh, I thought about this earlier. This is why we're spending so much time on the, on, on the law. Because you're taking time away from a person. Time is life. So you're, in essence, taking life away from a person. So this part of, you know, criminal justice law, all that has to be, um, has to be done correctly. It has to be looked at many times from many different people. Everything you hear in this podcast and on the blogs of my blog, it may not go into effect. It's only my experience. It's the collection of so many. And then for us all to put our experiences together and then come up with a just system. And not just from African-Americans, from all of us, a just system. Justice. And so the next thing I had was, oh, which, which to me was, to me was a, a thing that speaks to fairness, was the punishment for white collar crime and the punishment for violent crime. And you say, God, they, like, the severity, they, they should be different. They, I, you know, and I came back to chemical crashation for Native South Americans going to jail should be for white collar crime. It should be the same. Sure, you should have to suffer that same removal from the side. And you say, but they didn't hurt. They didn't harm anybody. Yes, they did. Why do you think they're going to prison? If you take somebody's pension fund, you have harmed them for years. 
a Bernie Madoff scenario. Enron. People spend 20 years. Irreparable harm. They spent their whole life gathering these pension funds, and now you've, you've taken it away from them. Now you've done them irreparable harm. And then on, to heap, to heap uh, insult on it, you probably aren't really going to dignify the injustice that you've done to them. You know, bruises heal. Month, two months. Financial loss from a lifetime. Oh my God, I've worked my entire life to get this pension fund. To relax in my 60s and 70s. And you've taken it away? No. So here. The insult, the injury is just as painful as violent crime. The intent, malicious motive of criminal behavior is the same. And that's, that's what we're trying to keep away from the side. That disrespect for the law. Subversive lifestyle is, is what's doing our country harm. That is the essence. That whole thought process, that disrespect, that... that word there. It's truly disrespect. It's the ability to undermine the law. That's what has to be sequestered, has to be removed, has to be, in this case, chemically castrated. You cannot allow that person. He must be punished in some way. And rather, it's white-collar crime or violent crime, it's the same. And that's why I, 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 I am for um, chemical castration for white collar crime. For and and, and, I, and that means chemical castration of psychic ability. I know that's I know that's a, a weighty work. Anytime we hear words like castration, we we cringe. We say, "Oh my God, are they going to chop something off?" Yeah, we're going to chop the side off from this particular person. And, and that's why I moved away from sedating. Sedating sounded bad enough, but once you put the weight of chemical castration, you understand what you're doing. So, um, so whatever time the person serves, it will be sedated. It's bad enough, they're probably only gonna get five years for some, uh, for the offense. I don't think that weight should should be more for some of these crimes, especially crimes, financial crimes where you can undermine the entire financial institution that serves millions. And I I I, I, I think in two thousand eight, the financial crisis. Did did we catch enough bad actors in that scenario? No. Corruption, greed. These are the things that undermined Sacramento. Corruption and greed. Yes, I'm I'm for that. And and you know another thing that came came to mind is yesterday is that 
a lot of our solutions are going to be applied worldwide because I start to think to myself, you know, the sigh is a global. It's 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 not regional. It's not it's not there's there's no borders. You know, we have this borderless society of the side. So we have to apply some of these standards, especially to to the G7. Um, and I think that's where the U.N. has to step in and offer guidelines for uh, things to be um, exported around the world. And that, that, so we, we I think we have to take our 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 job here seriously. And I, I don't I don't mean that to minimize it or belittle it, but there are those that may not understand that the weight of the things we are presenting are not just for our country, but for a global standard. So if you see us spend days on certain details, it's because we not only affect our 300 million we affect the 7 billion in the world. Now, that, that doesn't mean we're at a special time. It means we have got to be very careful in how we do this. All right, it's the Psychic Project. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up today. What they used to be. She's singing to me in the side. <laughs> and singing to each other. I thought that was really special. And as I, uh, as I, uh, she was singing Mercy, Mercy. Marvin Gaye song to me. I, I thought to myself, are there any private moments? Because we were sharing that. And I just, I thought it was really touching. Because she was right you're with me, it seems. She's for me, with me means in the side space with me, not in a physical sense. And uh, she let me know this morning she wanted to make sure that I had fallen in love with the person that she is and, and not who I thought she was. I guess, I guess that can happen when you're in that celebrity sort of situation. I am gravitating toward a greater understanding of who she is. But the death of a person can only be experienced in their full 
you know, fullness. And that means right in front of them. Right. A person isn't just a side personality. Their first physical personality, their presentation, their their aroma. Well, we know their pheromones. The exchange of that. How does that play? The touch. Have we forgotten how powerful touch is? The mind play, the mind space, the mind play, but you know, I like to say side space. The mind play, the mental and the side exchange, wonderful, undeniably going to change how we view the world. But it doesn't replace touch. The ability simply to touch somebody. And I don't mean in that lovey-dovey. Um, sometimes it's just touch somebody on the shoulder. Let them know I got your back. That hug in the morning. Not the stand-up hug, but the... <sighs> the comforting one. Well, you roll over and you see you're, you're grateful that person is with you. Yes, touch cannot be replaced. Touch can't be replaced. So, I'm not going to spend too long. I just wanted to share that. It's um, March 30th, <laughs> 29th, <laughs> and it's, uh, I think it's 7 a.m. Psyche Project. <laughs> 7.41 a.m. March 30th, <laughs> 2019. Had the date incorrect. <laughs> All right.